Well, it's great to have you here with us today. I am Brian Quick, and welcome to episode number two of Bringing Value to You with Brian Quick podcast. What I want to try to do here is bring practical value to you that you can apply to your life and to your home, your work, your business, whatever it is, I want to bring value that you can apply. So I'm going to get right to the point to respect your time. I'm talking about five different attitudes that are hurting you, your life, and your career. Episode one, I discussed a white and black thinking. In other words, in or all nothing thinking. If you haven't listened to that episode, I would highly suggest that you do. Now, as for today, number two, the second attitude attribute is going to be catastrophic thinking. Catastrophic thinking. Let me ask you, has anyone ever accused you of making a mountain out of a molehill? Has anyone ever accused you of making a mountain out of a molehill? So, for example, you receive some information um, that a report you need for a meeting is going to be late. And um, you are, you immediately spin into this catastrophic outcome, saying to yourself, oh, without the report, the presentation is going to suck. I'm going to be fired because I'm not going to hit the mark. I will never, ever be able to work in this industry again. It's done. You see, that's what we call catastrophic thinking. Catastrophic thinking usually happens in two phases. We will call them phase one and phase two. Phase one, the actual circumstance. So finding out the report was going to be late. So that's phase one. In that example, finding out that the report was going to be late. That's the actual circumstance. That's phase one. Phase two is the reaction to phase one. So with catastrophic thinking, our thoughts going to a mode of stressful thoughts and emotions. Catastrophic thinking uses our thoughts to go to the next level of stressful thoughts and emotions. When we react in phase two this way, we don't think about what we can do or what needs to be done, but we automatically think about what is going to happen because of the circumstances. Because of these circumstances. We don't think about what we can do or what we need to do or what needs to be done to fix the problem. We just automatically go to what's going to happen because of what just happened. A lot of times, catastrophic thinking feeds off of white and black thinking, which if you didn't listen to in the first episode, as I said earlier, go and give it a listen because that episode is full of information about white and black thinking, which is going to develop into catastrophic thinking if you don't stop at white and black thinking. When we have catastrophic thoughts, we tend to think, I'm going to lose my job. And never, there's that word again, hence last week, we talked about never and always, I'm going to lose my job and never get a job in the industry again. The vocabulary always and never should never come to should never come into play. The vocabulary always and never should ever come into the play. Get those words out of your vocabulary when it applies to what's happening in the moment in your life. Guys, a lot of times, catastrophic thinking magnifies the situation, situation making it appear much larger than it actually is. 
How many times have you ever in your life ever experienced when you've actually taken a situation and you've magnified the situation, making it appear much larger than you actually think it's going to be, thinking that the consequence is going to be just a massive, life-changing, always-never-happening consequence when it actually isn't really that big of a deal? That's what catastrophic thinking will do. It will make the situation appear much, much larger than it actually is. Another dangerous outcome that can come from this type of thinking is thinking that this is just your life. You ever had that? This is just it. This is just me. This is this is what I'm destined for. Is it? Like I'm just. This is what it is. My life has to be that. You're you're alone, and it's normal for you to experience. There's no one else out there who's actually going to experience this. Has it? You know that that's the dangerous game of that. And when that happens, and when you think this way, you will probably experience more problems. Because you're just looking for them now. You are now just looking for the problems, okay? Which can lead to more serious issues such as anxiety and depression, okay? That's why it's great to just get it out and talk, guys. So for me, I've experienced this most with practicing music. I know this doesn't sound like a big deal, but for somebody who's a, a musician and a full-time and a drummer and somebody who does this professionally, practicing is very important. And when I'm working on being able to play a certain pattern, a rudiment, a groove, etc., at a certain tempo, and I'm not able to do it, it can get very frustrating. And then I'll go into this mode of questioning whether or not I'm even good enough to ever even play it. That's where I fall into this catastrophic thinking mode where I struggle. You see, we tend to forget about time or think that time is up when we think this way. When I think this way, I'm like, oh man, I'm never going to get it. We forget about time. We forget about how time actually can play to our advantage. I love how Gary Vee talks about time. He says, time is just your friend. Don't don't ever, we make it our enemy. You see, he, get, he said he gets messages constantly from parents who are scared for their children, who, who are 17 or 18 years old, and they don't have a plan. And his reply back to the um, parents is, well, do you actually have your life fully planned? You see, things change over time. People change over time. Stop stressing that your time is over when you are 30 years old, 40 years old, even 50 years old. Okay, so now I'm going to move on to how we can control this, Okay. I'm a spiritual guy. I love the Lord. I'm a Christian. And the Bible, I believe it is living, it's breathing. And I believe that the Bible is so clear on the topics of worry and fear. So I'm going to read you this. It's Matthew 6, 25 through 34. And I'm going to stop at a few points. And I'm going to let you, I'm going to tell you what I think about this or what God's speaking to me through the scripture. He says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, right there, boom, that already hits me right there. Do not worry about your life. He definitely doesn't say do not worry about someone else's. I think a lot of times we get so concerned about other people's lives, other people's situations, that we drive ourselves crazy for someone else's situation. We let somebody else's problems 
And I'm not saying don't care for people. What I'm saying is someone at your work just complaining about being at work. Someone who is just being disrespectful to everyone. There's a difference there between thinking about somebody and caring for them and, and having a sense of yearning for that person versus just worrying about being around that person. He says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will wear or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is it not the more than food and the body more than clothes? Guys, one of my worst demises is sickness. I am getting better, but one of the biggest worries that I've always had was the fear of getting sick, the fear of getting a disease and, and dying. Um, and as a Christian, I don't know why I worry about stuff like that because, I mean, to die is to gain and to live is for Christ, right? We shouldn't worry about our body. We need to take care of our body, nourish our body, give our body what it needs to live. But because when we worry, like I did and sometimes still do, about health, you can drive yourself crazy. So let me move on. He says, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? The ironic thing about that is, is actually worry will decrease your life. Decrease the hours of your life, not add. So it does the total opposite. It's not going to add hours to your life. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the fields, which is here today and tomorrow and thrown into fire, Will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your Heavenly Father knows that you need them. Guys, our Heavenly Father knows your problem. He knows your problem. You're not alone. He knows. Let that comfort you. Whatever you're going through, God knows. He cares. He loves you. But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. I think that a lot of times we are so caught up in us. We want God to do something for us, and then we give Him praise and righteousness. But He doesn't say to do that. He says first seek Him. And his righteousness. Give him praise first. Then he'll meet your needs. See, I think we have it backwards. We want, we want our needs met first. It's us, me, me, me. Help me, Lord. Then I'll give you praise. It doesn't work that way. He says, do, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Guys, don't ever think that someone else's life is perfect. He doesn't say, for tomorrow, you may have some worry, 
or that each day doesn't have trouble. It says that for tomorrow will worry about itself. Will. That means something something is going to happen tomorrow. Something's going to happen. Something not perfect. It might not be that bad. Your favorite restaurant might be closed for the day. Chick-fil-A. It might be a Sunday. Chick-fil-A is not open. But something is may not go your way. Don't expect things to be perfect. Expect things to happen. If you would just change your perspective and go into each day being okay with whatever happens to deal with it and be okay with it, you're going you're gonna to take off a big load of stress on your body and your mind. So I think there are two parts of worry or in the topic that we're talking about catastrophic thinking. The first one is faith and the second one is works. We have to have faith. We have to give God praise. We have to just yearn for Him. And then, too, we got to get things done. we got to work. Okay, so now that we know that we need faith and to seek Him, the solution, first what we can do to reverse the solution that works. Let, let's, let's, let, me re, let me re-say that. We need to stop trying to find the solution and look up at the solution. Does that make sense? God is the solution. But we have to do that with works. We have to, we can't just go around every day praying to God that things are going to happen and not just and just lay around in bed and soak in our misery. It all begins with perspective. You must put your experience in perspective. The Bible says that each day has enough troubles of its own. Like I said earlier, you have to accept that things are going to go wrong. That's why I said last week, perfection doesn't exist besides in the Creator. You have to reframe your thoughts, guys. For me, I have to tell myself, every drummer out there, no matter who it is, in this, is in the same situation on trying to get a groove, a rudiment, etc. Or a more serious uh, scenario, maybe you just lost a job or lost a loved one. I don't know, something just know that someone else out there is going through the same thing you are or something very similar. Listen, just because you're in pain today doesn't mean you will be in pain tomorrow, though. Everything changes, sometimes instantly and sometimes over time, but everything changes. You must you have to be engaged in the situation. You can't avoid it. Okay, you have to be engaged in the situation, even if it is scary. Being engaged will help you maintain control over that, rather you being controlled by the situation. If you're not engaged in the situation, whatever it is, it will control you. It's just like your money. You're either in control of it or it's in control of you. It's one or the other. You have to talk to yourself and tell yourself to stop with this thinking and then prayer. Prayer, 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 prayer. Pray, pray first and then say stop. Pray first and then tell yourself to stop. Pray and then stop. Pray and then stop. This is not going to be easy, especially if it's something that has been going on for a lifelong struggle, but just stay with it and be faithful. Pray and continue to repeat these steps. Pray and stop it. Pray and then stop it. Pray and then act on it. Pray. Use it. The good thing about change is that change is always happening. 
And that means you can change too. That means you can change too. Your situation is not hopeless and you're not alone. Okay? You're not alone. And if you're going through something and you need prayer or some advice, guys, send me an email. Uh, you can email me at brianquickpodcast at gmail.com. That's brianquickpodcast at gmail.com. And I will do my absolute best to get back to you. I will do my absolute best to get back to you. Hey, if you want to email me your thoughts on this episode, certain books, or send me certain books that you love that you feel are very valuable, or if you have questions, I would love to hear from you, and hopefully I can answer them. If you want to follow me on social media, I would love that, guys. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. My handle is TheBrianQuick, TheBrianQuick, for both accounts. I would love to have you there, for sure. I am on social media a lot, so you can definitely reach out to me there. Guys, also, if you would remind someone else to listen to this podcast, and if you are listening to this as a team, send me a picture of it, of you guys working uh, working together. I'd love to see that. So, guys, I'm going to finish up today, and uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, listen, prayer, faith, and then go out and work. Go out and get it done. Engage in your situation. Face it. Face the situation. Go out today and be your best and love people. I promise you, your situation you are in is temporary. It will pass, and you will be okay.